Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta, your host at the podcast on personality development. Coming back with the new season, The Career Stream, where I'm going to bring the career experts from all around the world so that we can learn some valuable skills to set our course to the best career possible. So make sure to hit that follow button so that you don't miss out any episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad you're here. Hello people, this is Aditya Mehta and today before going straight into the episode, I would like to tell you about one of my friend's podcast and the podcast is all about Morocco. So if you are a traveler and if you love traveling and you are ready to explore Morocco, then this podcast is the podcast you are going to listen. So make sure to hit that link in the description and for you guys I'm going to play the trailer as well. Here you go. Destination Morocco podcast. The show that takes you away to the beautiful country of Morocco. I am your host Azadine El Mustakim. In each episode we explore Moroccan culture, history, attractions, and activities. Real and practical information coming from experienced travelers and native Moroccans like myself. Our goal is to help travelers that are struggling with planning any type of trip to Morocco. Our company, Destination Morocco, builds personalized tour packages that will ensure you enjoy our country just like a local. Follow us at destinationmorocco.co. Let's go exploring. Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta and you are listening to the podcast on personality development. While growing up, you come up with a lot of stuff in life which you don't understand. And we need guidance on each and every steps in our life. It can be about finance, it can be about relationships, it can be about finding a job if you are a newly grad student. Well, for providing us with those valuable guidance, we have this amazing guest today on our show who is the author of the book, 68 Tips for Grad to Grown Up. Well, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy and... uh, It is basically a father-daughter combination who has written this book and which is just amazing. You know, any combination uh, of father and daughter is always precious and it always delivers the best things in life. So please allow me to welcome one of the authors of this book. Uh, His name is Gene Rice. So first of all, Jean, uh, thank you so much for being a part of the show, taking out your valuable time. I know you are pretty busy after launching this book. You have been to many podcasts. So I really appreciate you taking out your time on this podcast as well. Eddie, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. And I look forward to hopefully sharing some insight with your listeners that might help them in their journey. Well, I'm pretty sure, so- sir. Uh, you are going to, you know, give some great, great advices. And I'm over here sitting with my diary and a pen. 
to note down each and everything which you are going to share. Uh, your wisdom is all we need today. And I will request all the listeners as well while listening to this, make sure you have a diary and a pen to note it all. Yes, Mr. Gene, please, please go on. Okay, so let me just share with you a little bit about my background. I started with a international Fortune 100 firm. Uh, I spent seven years with them, but I went from sales to sales management to general management to district management. And my last position with them, Eddie, was heading up East Coast operations and probably overseeing over a thousand people. Uh, I was traveling a great deal and I wanted to find a position that would allow me to be home at night a little bit more. I looked into a number of different businesses, but I took one of my top GMs and we opened up an executive search firm. That search firm, Rice Cohen International, grew to be one of the largest search firms in the world. It actually was the largest search firm at a one location. Uh, I've so I sold that firm and reacquired it back. And so the information and what I'm going to share with your audience today about the book, Grad to Grown Up, it comes from myself personally, placing over 1,000 C-level executives, interviewing tens of thousands, and my company interviewing hundreds of thousands. And I wrote this book for really, you know, it's based on two things. I wanted to give back. So I wanted to share things that might help people in their lives. And there's something in this book that can help everyone. But the first thing, it was based on my own life, all the mistakes I made when I was a young person. And what I learned from those mistakes that, that was worth sharing. If I can, in some way, give people some insight to avoid some of the bumps in the road that I had to go through, uh, then the book has been a success. But it's also based on for 25 years, Eddie, every single summer, I would take four college interns into my company. These were four very, very bright college students that went through a pretty intensive interviewing process to be selected. They were all going into their senior year in college. And once a week, I would spend a couple of hours with them, sharing with them Gene's life lessons, the things I wish I knew when I was going into my senior year in college. And what came out of those sessions is all the questions they had, all the things they asked me. And it helped me realize that they were ill-prepared to start their professional and personal lives. So the book, Grad to Grown Up, is 68 Tips. And what it's going to help people do is, number one, I believe it is really, really important to follow your passions, to follow your dreams. Every great dream becomes with, begins with a dreamer. A lot of young people in, in America, they go into careers because someone has led them there because they can make a good living doing it. Listen, it's always important to have a plan B. But if you're passionate about something, if you are passionate about something, I believe one of the great goals for every human being is to take that passion, that thing you love doing, and to figure out a way to make a living doing it. Because Eddie, if you can accomplish that, right? You wake up in the morning not going to a job, not going to work. You wake up in the morning going to something you love. Your personal relationships are better. My experience has been your personal health is better. The glass isn't half full, it's overflowing and your life can change in so many ways. 
So in this book, unfortunately, a lot of young adults don't know how to find that. How do I get a job in this passion? And I don't care what the passion is. It could be developing video games. It could be starting a, a landscaping business, right? This book will walk them through not only how do you, you know, how do you identify your passions, but then how do you make sure this passion is real? How do you get internships and get exposed to this passion? Okay. And then once you get the internship and if you say, this is what I want to do, how do you go about getting interviews? And then once you get interviews, how do you win the job? So the other thing in this book, Eddie, that I'm going to share with you, I believe the second goal that every person should have in life, I want them to become in chess, it's called a grandmaster. In sports in America, it's called you know an Olympian or a Hall of Famer. Hmm. In science, it might be a Nobel Prize winner. But I want every young person to become a grandmaster at interviewing. So many people don't know the correct way to interview. This book, based on my 30 years of experience of prepping and preparing people, gives them not only what they have to do before the interview, but it breaks down five key steps of every interview and then how to follow it up. If they practice it, they can become a grandmaster. And why is that so critical? Because when they find that job they're passionate about and they interview, more than likely they're going to be competing with four, five, six, or seven other candidates. The grandmaster of interviewing is the one who wins the job. And this book will show them how to do that. So the book goes through everything from how you get internships, how do you get interviews, how do you get those jobs, but it also talks about personal finance, how I've created great wealth in my life. It talks about my greatest success in life, which is my 38-year marriage and my children and relationships. And how do you know if this person you want to marry is right for you? So all the things that I thought was worth sharing, I gave back in this book, Grad to Grown Up. Well, that's, that's really amazing, Gene. I mean, it's like sharing the wisdom with the people who matters the most and the people who are going to build their lives. And I think in a way, they are going to build the world as well uh, with their intellectual prowess. And you are providing them guidance with this book. It's, it's really amazing. And I can completely relate with what you said that you want to give back something you know and it is so important like the things which you have learned you want others to learn in a far more easier way and pretty sure you might have learned those things those things in a pretty hard way but you want the other people you know so that they can learn it easily they can you know the lives of them can become more easier and that's what you're doing with this book and i relate it with because this podcast was uh, actually created for that purpose uh, i thought i i am know it all but later on when i have guests like you i understand that i am here to learn as well and uh, i'm pretty sure that i'm going to learn a lot from guests like you from your intellectual prowess i think it's it's just uh, amazing that with this I can actually connect with people all around the world and you know in a way can learn something and also the listeners 
are learning some great amount of deal i really really appreciate it and the second one which you told about the interviewing process i can see in your table of content straight away that there are five critical steps uh which you have mentioned in your table of content as well uh in part two that is job search uh well if you would like to explain about that those five steps to the listeners right now please yeah. go ahead it, yeah th that might take a while to, to take you through because you know each one of those five steps are five different tips but i i will go into it you know but the one thing before i do that eddie i want to share with your audience Sure. In America, a lot of young people pursue jobs for the financial rewards, right? Mm. And then they find themselves there three, five, 10 years, and they're unhappy, right? True. I want your audience to know that I think very strongly, right? And this is based on so many executives I've placed and gotten to know. Pursue the things you are passionate about and the money will follow. The money will follow and your life will be extremely rewarding, right? Yeah. All the executives that I placed, and these were executives, Eddie, some of them were making, they're all making six figures. A bunch of them were making seven figures. But the ones that were the most valuable to their company and also to their team were the ones that had purpose in their lives. They woke up in the morning and they were going to something that they loved doing, mm. right? I mean, I, I, I read a survey recently, you know, on the conference board that young adults from the ages of 24 to 35, that 52% of them have no job satisfaction in what they do. They wake up every morning and they go to a job for a paycheck. Right. 55 to 64, it's still 48% have no job satisfaction. I right. think that's sad. I want your audience to know, follow your dreams, follow your passions, and I promise you, the money will follow, okay? Right. Now, interviewing. There's five points to an interview. And right. unfortunately, the career centers and the colleges, they just don't know. I mean, this is a process, and I can't go into great detail, but let me just take you through it, right? Uh, there's all kinds of things you have to do before the interview from a research point of view. But here's the step one. And Eddie, let me ask you a question, because this is what I would ask people before I prepared them for an interview. Sure. If you, if you were hiring for a key position mm -hmm. and you interviewed five people for a job that you had to fill, and at the end of the interviewing process, Eddie, there was two candidates that were equally qualified. They both had the experience to do the job. You could hire either one and they would be successful. But all you have is one job. Right. What do you think might give one an advantage over the other? Uh, I think the person who is, you know, who has a purpose of doing the job okay which which i want them to do they, they should be enjoying it they shouldn't be doing it for the financial rewards obviously they should be doing it because they love that job and they really want to build their career into it that that would i don't, be I don't want to interrupt you but let's say both of them love the job well, both of them have said to you i love this job i am passionate about this job but you have 
you can only hire one. What might lean you in one direction versus another? Well, that's a tough one. Let me, I'll share it with you. Sure. Here's what, here's what reality is. Okay. Eddie, if one of those two candidates that are both qualified made a better personal connection with you, hmm. built better rapport with you, all ties go to the person that you connected with better. So right. step one is just explain to people how important the chemistry is and how do you develop chemistry? How do you connect the dots? How do you do research to see how, what you might have in common? And if you don't have anything in common, how do you go into an interview? And you know, right now, a lot of them are being done over Zoom, but how do you steal with your eyes to try to create some chemistry? So the first thing we teach them in step one is developing rapport, developing chemistry, okay? Mm -hmm. The second thing, very quickly, Eddie, yep. most people that go on a job interview, they assume that everyone they meet with is looking for the same thing, the things that the recruiter told them the company wants or the things that they might have read in the job description. Hmm. reality is Eddie that everyone they meet with is going to have a little bit of a different criteria the internal recruiter HR person there's going to be things more important to them than the direct hiring boss the peer that they meet with might have a different criteria the senior executive might be looking for a couple of things different so the second thing they need to do and this is how I I, I get them prepared for this. And this is what the book goes into great detail. I say to them, let's say you're taking a test, but you had the answers for the test before you took the test. How much better would you do? hundred percent. Right? Yeah, definitely. So I teach them how to ask that question, how to ask the question to understand what's most important to that person they're interviewing with. It could be as simple as this, Eddie. I've done a lot of research on the company before the interview. I was really, really intrigued and very interested in sitting down and meeting with you. I know we have limited time together, but I would like to ask you a question. What exactly is most important to you in the background of the candidate that you're looking to bring in to fill this role? And shut up and listen. And the first two or three things that that person says to you, Eddie, those are the most important things to that person. And your responsibility before that interview is over is to make sure, make sure they understand how you match to their criteria. Now I'm going over this very quickly, but there's, you know, this is a chapter on each one of these steps. Now the third thing, in every interview, Eddie, you're gonna be asked a series of questions. You have to know how to answer those questions professionally. So the book will go into different details on different types of interviews, behavior-based interviewing, right? And how to prepare for that. There's also a couple of questions that people will throw out at a candidate. If you don't know how to answer them correctly, it can kind of eliminate you. You know, a common question is, you know, tell me about yourself. Well, <laughs> when that question's asked, they're not looking to know what kind of dog you have and that you like playing uh, pickleball. You have to answer that professionally. Another question people like to throw out of the candidate is, you know, 
Why are you interviewing with us? What is it about my company that attracted you? You need to understand how to answer that question. Uh, so the book goes into detail on that. But you have to be able to ask the right questions of them. They're going to ask you, do you have any questions for me? And you need to be totally prepared. And you need to ask win-win questions. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to, I'm going to direct your audience, right? If they go to the website, www.gradtogrownup.com, they can go on and download questions that they should ask in an interview, what the win-win questions are, and they'll understand that, right? But that's the third step. Now, the fourth step very quickly, Eddie, I'm going to tell you, in every single interview, Everyone who's conducting that interview will have some sort of concerns about the person they're interviewing. Sometimes the concern is that the person's overqualified. Sometimes the concern is the person's underqualified. The only time you should get concerned is when there is no concerns because they're the buying signals. That's, That's accepted. What's not accepted is you having an opportunity to have those concerns verbalized to you before you finish that interview. And if they're false, to overcome them and get agreement, they're no longer a concern. But if they're real, to minimize them and maximize your strengths. And the book will go into detail on how they should do that. And the fifth, the fifth is you need to understand what the next step is. You can't leave there and think you did great and not know that they have four more interviews coming up and you're not going to hear back for three weeks, right? So it talks to them about and explains to them how they need to professionally close for the next step. And then it also follows up on how they need to follow up after the interview, what they need to do, right? It also goes into detail once they get the offer, whether they should negotiate that offer or not and how to do that. So there's a whole bunch of things. And, you know, there's also a chapter on whether they should accept the job, you know, what what they need to be thinking about before they say yes or no to that job. So uh, I I went over it quickly, but, you know, uh, it's broken down pretty extensively. And I'm Hopefully, I answered your question. Well, that's that's pretty amazing, sir. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, you have completely answered the question, and I'm pretty sure with with that uh, answer, I'm pretty sure like a lot of people are going to buy the book as well because everyone wants to become a grandmaster for sure, and uh, you know, it, the they, they want I would say a chain in then in their hands whether to accept or reject the job rather than on the uh, you know interviewer whether they are going to accept or reject us mm-hmm. well i'm pretty sure everyone wants to know about it and your book is providing that i'm pretty sure everyone is going to love it and uh, one more thing which i which i wanted to ask is like i'm looking uh, again at, at your table of content i'm writing all the things down and in that uh, i found out this this amazing thing which is in part four, and that is personal finance. Now, personal finance is a thing where each and every uh, teenager or even, you know, uh, the person who has graduated from uh, college or even the person who might be like four to five years into the market, every one of them has problems with 
personal finance or i i would say most of them not every one of them but most of them have this problem they don't know exactly what to do how to be on their own and you know how to buy a house like in mumbai where i, I where i live it is considered to be at the highest grade if you have your own house in mumbai okay and i'm pretty sure that might be the same in united states there might be a same in in many more places you know getting a home for yourself is itself is a big job and what what would you say to that what what can be the first step i'm pretty sure there is a detail in your book but if you yeah. could just guide with the first step what they should be taking yeah so the book goes into section 4 is all around personal finance and you know Eddie I've been blessed that I've acquired great wealth in my life right great wealth I'm told I'm in the top 1% of people wealth wise in America and you know I'm proud of it because I had nothing when I started you know so there was things that I shared in this book that helped me right everything from Listen, you need to understand how to keep a monthly budget, right? If you're going to live on your own, you need to understand what's, you know, what's involved with that. What are the expenses, right? You need to understand in America a big part of it, a lot of young people, you know, they don't understand the impact that taxes have, right? So you need to know how taxes, you know, play a part. You need to know how to accumulate wealth and save. And the earlier you can start doing that, So I walked them through some strategies, right? A strategy that I've used that can be very easily followed. It's factually backed up by a hundred years of research. On you have a little bit of money, what you should do with it, right? Where where you should invest it, and you don't have to be a financial guru just to follow this, right? I explain in the book. everything about you know stocks and if you want to buy a stock and how i buy a stock and limit orders and and why i stay away from penny stocks and i give them some of my experiences with that right i go into understanding credit cards you know the the biggest debt in our country in america Eddie 1.6 trillion dollars is college loan debt and unfortunately well, i know so many of these young adults that you know they they borrowed so much money and you know they don't even know how much that they're, they're going to owe you know the the way it works in the US is every year you take the college loan right they all know how much they borrowed over the four years they all know they have to start paying it back 6 months after graduation but they can't tell you how much they're going to have to pay every month and they have 1000 1200 1500 a month for 20 years so it explains how to avoid that trap and things that they can do it explains credit cards and how to get a credit card it goes into depth around credit scores you know how do you get a best interest rate what is a credit score what is it based on if you don't have one how do you get one right if you have a bad one how do you fix it right it goes into purchasing not only your first home but it takes them through, you know, your first car. That's usually the first expense a young person has in America, that car. Should you buy it new? Should you buy it used? How do you go about getting the best deal? It walks them through step by step on how they can do that. Right? So, mm-hmm. 
It's all the life lessons that I've learned. And listen, not just, it's all, a lot of it's all the mistakes I made, Eddie, that, that I want to pass okay. on. So maybe they don't make the same mistake. And, okay. But one of the things about my mistakes is I tried to learn from it. And it's only a mistake if you, made, if you make the same mistake again. If you can try again with better information, then that mistake can really be, you know, a really valuable learning experience, Eddie. And that's what I walk them through with all the personal finances. And like, I, I, I take them through, when I first started my marriage, I had no money, no okay. money at all. But I did one thing. I did okay. one thing. On the first of every month, I created a sheet. And I hand wrote it. I still hand write it because I like to see it in, in, <laughs> right in front of me. I do it on the first of every month. Okay. And it was your net worth slash debt. What are you worth? If you were to die tomorrow, are you worth anything? First month I did it, <laughs> I, I was worth nothing. I owed money. I had, a, okay. I had a loan. I had this. But every single month, I would put down everything of value. I had some sports memorabilia, right? I, I, I put down my debt. And I used that sheet as a guide every month to where I should spend money. Maybe mm -hmm. if I had nothing, it wasn't the right month to go out and buy a new suit, right? right. The difference now is now you fast forward. And if I showed you that sheet, uh, you know, you can see that was my springboard. It, it gave me once a month an opportunity to see what I had or initially what I, what I owed. And from there, mm -hmm. I kept improving it. Right. And I want to tell you listeners right now, my daughter, Courtney, who co-wrote the book with me, she wrote a comment at the end of every chapter. She does the net worth every month, but she uses an app, a free app, Eddie, that your, your listeners can get for free. It's called personalcapital.com. It's a okay. free app, a free app that will tell them every single day what their net worth is or what their debt is. So they can see that right in front of them if they want. That's something that really helped me and maybe will help your, your listeners as well. Wow, that's, that's pretty amazing, sir. I would like to tell you this, that uh, I, I do the same every month and I, I, I'm really honored that someone like you used to do it and, you know, I I'm am still doing, doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, so... It feels yeah. kind of honored for me that I'm doing something which Mr. Gene Rice uh, is still doing. And I'm, I'm telling you, audience, this is not what he said. I'm doing it like from four years now. Uh, and believe me, it has been really, really helpful. And I, I, I am preparing it on Excel sheets. Basically, I do all the calculations and I do it on Excel sheet rather than, you know, doing it on uh, any app, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to use that app now. Uh, I didn't know about that app. So I'm going to use that. Thank you so much, uh, sir, for informing that app. And uh, it's, it's pretty important. And also you mentioned about, uh, you know, credit cards and credit scores. Yes. Okay. In India, I would like to say this, that most of the people who belong from middle class and lower middle class family, they are afraid to take credit cards. Okay. Mm -hmm. The thing is, because most of them are really from 
from the background which you know they they weren't earning so much and suddenly they have a good job right now they are earning good money but they are still afraid of getting a credit card and you know like two or three people came to me as well and i told them that there is nothing wrong with credit cards if you use it in a more responsible way rather than you know spending money on the things which is not needed so what advice would you like to give to the audience all over the world about credit card and how does it help to build your credit score yeah here's the thing i want to tell you credit cards in america it's almost like you have to have one if you're going to travel you need it right eddie right the most important thing is you know i talk to a lot of young a lot of young adults and one of the questions i ask them eddie is do you have a rainy day fund you know a rainy day fund is money you put aside in case something happens out of the ordinary you lose your job your car breaks down right and i have some of these young people say yeah i do i i have a credit card a credit card is not a rainy day fund hmm. you should only get a credit card and use a credit card is a number one rule if you're able to pay it back on time right you don't you only use it if you don't pay it back when the money is due every month you're going to start paying interest so that that's a mistake right. you only right. use the credit card if you can pay it back when it's due otherwise you might buy a pair of sneakers and it will cost you twice as much after the interest if you don't pay it back on time hmm. so but the thing in the book goes into grad to grown up Eddie will go into how do you get the lowest interest rates in case you want to get a credit card how do you compare like uh you know i use a american airlines credit card because i i use that and i get free travel with it right so understanding you know what's going to give you the 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 greatest perks when you should use it how to use it how to pick one over another but if you have people young people are saying i don't want to get a credit card hmm. there's nothing wrong with that you know if you can get right. away with it in in america if you're in business and you're traveling and you're meeting with people unfortunately you know there's a lot of establishments that that just wants credit cards you know so hmm. uh, the book goes into detail over how to select one when to use it when not to use it wonderful sir and also like uh, as you mentioned about rainy day fund okay and and i i really like that catch phrase i'm going to use it a lot now anyways so when you when you say about rainy day funds okay in india and i'm pretty sure in united states and all around the world i think rainy day fund uh, is something which may be coming from insurances as well what 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 would you like to say about that like in india we have three things and that's like a people has to buy that you don't get it from the government i mean you do get it from the government but that's a very less amount and that's not getting covered in hospitals or any other places so we have three common things over here the first one is mediclaim that's basically health insurance okay then we have the property insurance and then we have the term plan so term plan is something like you put uh, like you know you give money to the insurance company for like 12 to 14 years and when you die your family gets a good amount of money 
I don't know what's what's that called in the United States, uh, but over here it's term plan. Okay, yeah. so what would you like to say about those insurances, and when should a person have it? Okay, well, listen, insurance, the medical insurance is critical, right? Because hmm. God forbid you don't have medical insurance and something happens, right? Uh, you know, so you definitely need that. Now here in America, Eddie. A lot of the companies will contribute a great deal to the healthcare plan, right? Okay. So they're paying a part of it, right? Uh, the thing about you know what you say when you you know it's called life insurance, right? Hmm. In America, yeah. right, they have life insurance as well, but even more important than life insurance is something called disability insurance, because the chances of you getting hurt and not being able to work for a while is a lot higher than you dying, right? Right. So there's, dis there's disability insurance and then there's life insurance. I had life insurance, you know, once I started having children, but once I had enough money that I didn't need the life insurance, then I, I, I canceled it, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, a rainy day fund, when I say a rainy day fund, it's something outside of insurance. It's okay. outside okay. of, it, it's things that happen that you didn't plan on, your car, which you need to go back and forth to work, all of a sudden the transmission goes. And all of a sudden now, you know, you, you need money to pay for that. Maybe your home and uh, the air conditioning or the heating in, in the unit goes, right? And you weren't expecting it, right? Mm -hmm. A rainy day fund would step in and be able to pay that so you don't have to borrow money to pay it. Do you understand? Right. Insurance is insurance is something a little different. Okay. Well, that's that's that's. Thank you, thank you so much uh, for making me understand that. Uh, it's it's amazing to talk to you, sir. Ravid. I'm pretty sure uh, it got the difference, and uh, it's just amazing. And also, in in your answer, you also mentioned about uh, the stock market. Yes. And you know, stock market is something which slowly but gradually people are coming to know about. But there is one industry which, uh, you know, claims to be a stock market or maybe it is a part of stock market. And people are, and it's trending right now. And that's the industry of Bitcoin. Yeah. And, you know, Bitcoin is something which people are still eager to know about. They don't know the exact structure of Bitcoin. And, you know, in, in India, it's, it's not that famous because people think that it's illegal to invest money in Bitcoins. And most of the times, like, we think that it's not even safe to invest in Bitcoins. And most of the people say that it's good for earning, but not for long-term investments. What would you like to say about Bitcoins? Well, here's the first thing that I will share with your audience, Eddie. Yeah. Rule number one with investing. Don't invest in anything you don't understand 100%. Okay? True. True. I stay away from Bitcoins because I do not understand it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let me share with you my strategy. And this is factual. You can look it up. It's proven. Mm -hmm. I like to invest in companies I know. Right. In, in America, it's called the S&P Index 500. 
It's the 500 biggest publicly traded American companies. Mm-hmm. It's companies that you probably know in India. It's McDonald's. It's Pepsi. Right. It's General Electric. It's Amazon. It's, you know, I can go on and on. Now, first of all, I go to a, a, you know, you can go to one of these companies. I do it myself right online at Vanguard.com. And I buy an index fund, the S&P Index 500, 500 largest publicly traded companies. They make money. They've been around for a long time, right? Now, I pay, I'm not paying a brokerage brokerage fee. It's very easy. And if you go back and you study the S&P Index 500, Eddie, Last hundred years, it's gone up 73% of the time annually. It's gone down 27% of the time. Mm -hmm. But if you just leave the money there and don't take it out over that hundred years, the S&P index 500 has averaged 11.4% a year. 11.4% a year. I put it in there. Now, here's what I talk about in the book. I don't, I don't want your audience to make the same mistake I made, right? Mm-hmm. If you ask a financial advisor, if you're going to pay them a fee, normally they get 1% here in America to manage your money. Mm-hmm. And if you were to ask them, uh, if I'm going to pay you a fee to manage my money, can I expect more more common than not, that you're going to beat the S&P index 500. They'll say, if they're honest, they'll tell you no, because 94% of the time, financial advisors will never beat the S&P index 500. And if someone gets lucky one year, they're not going to do it two years in a row. Okay? Okay. Then you ask them, why am I paying you a fee? Mm -hmm. And you know what they'll tell you? You're paying me a fee to manage human emotions. And I, and I asked them, explain that to me. Well, when the stock market is going down and you get so nervous that you can't stand it going down any further and you take your money out, I'm gonna tell you, you need to leave it in. So the lesson I'm gonna tell your audience, Eddie, do not make this mistake I made twice in my life. Okay. Twice in my life, I turn on my computer and I see my net worth going down. It was 2002 and it was 2009. And at the worst possible time, I took the money and I put it into cash. And I never got the rebound. So even though I'm very wealthy, I could be so much wealthier if I didn't make that mistake. So if if your audience invests in the stock market, invest in something that they can factually go back and research. Never invest in something you don't 100% totally understand, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's going to go up and it's going to go down. But if you just leave it alone when it's going down, the stock market has always gotten back to where it has been before it started declining and always moved ahead. So your audience needs to think about that. When, when they look at their money and they say, oh, oh, I lost more money today. It went down more. I went down. Just it may take a little while, but it's always gotten back to where it was and gone above that. So mm-hmm. that's when I don't even turn on the computer. I don't even look. <laughs> right. right. 
Right. And hopefully they, hopefully they can learn. And I go into, in Grad to Grown Up in the book, I'm going into some of the mistakes I made, buying penny stocks and why I bought the penny stock and what, and what the end result was, all right? Right. I sleep a lot better at night knowing I have money in companies that I know something about, that I know has been around for a long time. And I'm part of a big group. There's 500 of these companies. So if right. one of them has a terrible year, there's 499 that can make up for it. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing, sir. I really love the fact that you are explaining each and every answer in very depth. And I'm pretty sure by after this thing, uh, there are many people who would like to buy your book and even wants to get connected with you. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to straight away ask this question. But before that, uh, we are still one section uh, left in your book, and that is health and relationship. That's the very last section of your book. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask this thing to you and you know and i have been asking this to every entrepreneur whom i met meet that how is health important to build a wealth why is it so much important to make sure that you have a healthy state of mind and health healthy body so that you can work hard and create a wealth for yourself? How important is it? It's the most important, Eddie, because without your health, nothing else can follow, right? Mm-hmm. And in this book and in this section, right, when the agent was shopping the book to publishers, right, Eddie, uh, a number of publishers wanted me to write the entire book based on career and job search, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where my 30 years has been. But I told them, I said, listen, that's not the book. I I wouldn't be doing justice because I know myself personally, and I know from the thousand executives I've placed, the tens of thousands I've interviewed, that you really can't have true professional success without having personal success, right? Right. So this, this section was the hardest for me to write personally because I had to be very vulnerable. I shared, I shared a lot, Right. And I've been on a journey with health and health for me, you know, one of the chapters is ditch dieting, you know, in, in, in America, it's a multi-billion dollar business. Every, all these diets and people go on these diets and they lose weight and they all end up gaining it back and more. Right. And I talk about my own journey and, 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 and how I, how I got my arms around that and, and how I'm at the same weight now that I was when I was 18 years old. Right. And, and, and how I did that. Right. It goes mm-hmm. into mental health is, is as important as physical health. So it goes into my journey and sharing, you know, uh, and, and, and being open and, and, and how you create that. Uh, and, you know, so I talk about the type of food that I eat. I talk about the exercise. Listen, if 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 you are depriving yourself mm-hmm. from food or anything, there's no, there's no diet that will ever work for you because we're humans. And at some point we have highs and lows. You have to find food that you enjoy eating, Eddie, that's healthy for you. Right. And, and then you got to find a way that you can exercise that doesn't feel painful to you, you know, 
True. You got to find True. something that you enjoy. And if you can find something that you enjoy, that also gives you the health benefits of exercise, then you really, you, you figured it out. And I share in the book how I went about finding that. Mm. Um, and both physically, mentally, and what was involved with that. And I also go into detail, you know, in America, divorce rate is almost 50%. 50%. Wow. And I talk about, it's my greatest accomplishment, Eddie. I've been married to my wife for 38 years, very happily married. I have four children, four grandchildren. They all live within 15 minutes of where I live. Wow. And how and how we how we really you know knew that we were right for each other. You know, a lot of the tough questions people don't ask early on. You know, you have you have to have a foundation that's aligned. Yeah, you have mm. to have the same values. You have to believe in the same things. And my wife and I, you know, we knew that early on that the most important things to myself were equal in importance to her, mm. you know? Uh, so I talk about how we, how we did that, how we figured that out, you know? Right. And the other thing I want to tell your audience, right? Yes, it's important to really work hard. And I, I know I tell my young people, my young employees and, and the interns, you know, I say to them, they'll mm -hmm. say to me, what advice do you have for me? And I'll say to them, I'm starting my first job or I'm moving jobs. I always tell them, there's no elevator to success. You got to take the stairs. Meaning hmm. you got to put the time in it. You got to work hard when you, you know, when you're starting out. Right. But if you're, if you're doing something you love, it's not going to be hard. If you're doing something you don't enjoy, it's going to be painful for you eventually, right? right. So you, you got to put the time in. But then there's another piece of it, right? I call it, you have to understand your linchpin, Eddie, right? Ooh. Now, I don't know if you understand what a linchpin is, but uh, a linchpin is a pin that fits at the end of a wheel that keeps Ooh. the wheel in place. Right. If the linchpin falls out, the wheel falls off and everything collapses. Hmm. For human beings, and it takes people, sometimes some people never figure this out. You have to identify the things that you have to do every day or every week or every month that keeps your linchpin from falling out. So myself, no matter how hectic, no matter how stressful things are, if I can meditate every day, if I can exercise or do some yoga, if I can eat healthy mm. and I can have some time with my family, I can deal with all the stress. If I stop doing those things, it gets to a point where I'm no good for anyone, especially myself. So I encourage your audience to identify what those things are that keeps their linchpin in place. And mm -hmm. when they're stressed or they're overworked, to be able to say to themselves, have I been doing the things I need to do to keep me healthy mentally and physically? Because my experience has been when I, once I got better at those things, I became better at the job. I could do more. I could manage more. When I 
when I pushed those to the side, Eddie, I wasn't as effective as an executive. That was a really big learning piece for me. And I hope your audience can learn it as young as they can. Wow, that's that's certainly the best answer, sir, you have given. And I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I, I really have no words to thank you enough to, to, you know, be so vulnerable in the book so that, you know, you, you give the right message to whomsoever person who is reading the book. The right message is being passed on that, you know, and, and giving your own example is, I think, the best way to describe what other person should do, you know, like, you know, getting motivated from your own lifestyle, from your own story uh, to write this book. And I'm pretty sure that uh, I want one, that's for sure. And I'm going to buy that uh, straight away. And audience, if you want to do that, uh, well, I'm going to specify the link in the description. And also I'm going to specify the link uh, of, of the website in the description as well, so that you can uh, download the interview tips, which uh, Mr. Rice said in the beginning. So I'm pretty sure you guys are all excited to download that and to buy the book. And you are also excited for finding him and getting connected with him if you have any doubts. So, uh, you know, this one is the last question, Mr. Rice, and that would be uh, where they can get connected to you. Yeah, so if they go to www.grad2grownup.com, that's G-R-A-D-T-O-G-R-O-W-N-U-P.com, they can not only go to the website of the book, Eddie, and download some free chapters, right? Mm -hmm. But they can send a message to me, which I will get back to them, okay? okay. And my personal email, if they want, is Gene Rice, G-E-N-E, -E, Rice, R-I-C-E, R-C-I, which R-C-I is for Rice Cohen International, but Gene Rice, R-C-I, at gmail.com. And in the book, it goes into details about finding, finding mentors and people that can guide you. And if I can help, I'm here for you, okay? And uh, like I want, I want everyone, I wrote the book, any, any money that comes to me from this book, I don't know if we mentioned this before, Eddie, will go to the charity that my wife and I founded in 2008. The charity is the Plant a Seed Inspire a Dream Foundation. The charity takes children between the ages of 10 and 18 that are passionate about something, but whose families are having some financial difficulties. We step in as a charity and we find, you know, we, we've helped over 800 kids. Last week, we had 47 kids go to all different activities, karate, guitar lessons, dancing, uh, boxing, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. We find them, their mentor, their teacher, their coach. We step in, we interview both sides, we pay for it, and uh, we take care of the kids. And any of the financial resources that come to me from this book sale will go directly to helping more kids pursue their passion. So if your audience buys the book, they know they're also helping some young people whose wow. families are having a hard time right now. 
wow that's that's just amazing and i really really appreciate your noble work sir uh and i'm pretty sure all the people will definitely like to help you out in that and you know i'm i was going to buy a book uh, i was pretty excited for it but now i'm more excited to buy the book so i'm i'm definitely going to buy it now straight away after we end this interview so thank you so much once again uh, mr jean rice for being on on this show and being a part of the show i really really appreciate it any any parting message which you would like to give to the audience i'd like your audience to take out of this podcast how deeply i feel about them pursuing their dreams and their passions and how deeply i feel about them having an opportunity to create a career around the things they love and this book will help them and if i can help in any way i am here and i just really appreciate the time you gave me and eddie if i can ever do anything for you and if you're ever in philadelphia i'd love to take you out to dinner and i appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience i've listened to a a few of your podcasts and i've been very impressed with the message you send and how you deliver it so thank you for having me as a guest well thank you so much sir uh, it's it's really an honor coming from you so and i'm definitely sure uh, i'm going to book a ticket to philadelphia just to have a dinner with you <laughs> okay and i i would be really excited for that but you know some day in the future i'm going to be there to have the nerve with you and that would be the best day of my life thank you so much with that being said I, thank you so uh, sorry sir please go ahead no no i i i'm looking forward to meeting you my friend <laughs> same here sir so with that being said thank you so much audience for listening to this episode if you feel that this episode adds value in your life then make sure to share it with your loved ones as well this is aditya mata along with mr jean rice signing off from this episode see you in the next one till then peace out